Hey guys, welcome back to the Balanced Nurse Podcast. And today I have Bethany Ines on as a guest, and she is a passionate life coach, intuitive guide, and healthy living expert based out of Australia. I thought that was pretty cool having someone on here from Australia. And it's been amazing. The conversation was great. She's always been drawn to helping people unlock their true potential and find alignment with their authentic selves. And her coaching style is very energetic and reflective of her own health journey, um, which she started with a program called the Ketoneers to really help people adjust their mindset, release negative emotions, and become their true authentic self. And her mission really is to remind us to release fear and connect back to love, which is something we talk about in today's episode. And she believes that successfully creating the reality that you want is done through shifting from effort and force into manifestation and flow. So with her guidance, you can ignite your dreams and turn them into reality. And so in the episode, Bethany will walk us through her journey into coaching and understanding the battle within, which she calls or she talks about taming the ego and connecting with our true authentic selves. We even talk about balancing goals and our authenticity, which can sometimes include clearing subconscious beliefs and vibrations. We talk a little bit about manifestation and the subconscious mind. I really hope you enjoy this, friend. Let's get right into it. All right, Bethany, thank you so much again for joining me today. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for our conversation today. Do you want to get started with introducing yourself and what you do and maybe even going into the journey that you've been on? Maybe any pivotal moments in your life or whatever inspired you to be where you're at right now, coaching other women and, and helping other women. Yeah, absolutely. Well, my name is Bethany Inez. I am the founder of Splendor and the team coach there. And I have been on a yeah development journey into this position of being at Splendor for, I want to say, a good 20 years now. When I look back over my life, I'm like, oh, I see how I was being prepared for this moment right now. Uh, I came through having a 20-year history in running hairdressing cells. And, you know, the interesting thing for me was like, I, you know, I had the sounds as well as doing hairdressing myself and just continuously having these conversations with women who were wanting to be confident and knowing that, you know, you would see them coming in thinking that they were going to solve the problem through the physical world, that they were going to just get the right haircut or get the right clothes combination with it. And, and then they were going to be confident. And it was so clear to me that it needed to be much deeper than that and so you know over time I really just grew a heart for wanting to develop authentic confidence for women and exploring what is that you know like really exploring what is that for myself as well as then how do you teach it to others and so over time I emerged from hairdressing into coaching and then started with one coaching program and then that's developed into a whole suite of programs that we now have uh, Splendor was released in May of this year. So it's it's quite new um, to have this whole like lot of offerings that we've got going on. Uh, but there's this undercurrent through all of them that's about really teaching people how to connect in with their authentic self. Because if we are going to achieve confidence and uh, really get to know ourselves, it's about actually 
coming back into that that part of ourselves that's so aligned physically, mentally, and spiritually. And it's the one that's actually our essence rather than what we have, you know, developed through the world. And so, yeah, it's this beautiful gift that I get to give back after going through my own journey on, okay, what is confidence? Who am I? What is my authentic self? And then able to deliver that through these programs back to the world. Awesome. That's so beautiful. And you have a podcast out as well, right? What's it called yeah. again? Splen- is it Splendor? Splendor? Uh, that one's Supreme Splendor. So uh, Supreme Splendor is like the charitable arm of the Splendor branch. And Supreme Splendor's podcast is, it is a seven episode series and it's all about different ways of seeing life, like different um, understandings of what it is to be in this human experience. And so each one, like it's a lot. to to unravel so we take them one at a time and really explore each one and then actually offer a women's circle once a week that I'm going to be jumping onto after this today actually uh to help people to actually process and like how do I integrate that into my life how do I um yeah live out these lessons and hold them as my way of being that's awesome and I remember listening to one of your episodes and you were discussing about the battle within and how it's like this beautiful dance between the ego and our true authentic selves. So what does that mean exactly with the battle within? What does that mean to you? Yeah. So I think internally we are all going through this battle, right? Like we have being human, we have an ego and our ego is what we by default think is who we are. You know, that chattering away in our voice, in our head, we think that voice is us. We think that's actually our true self when in actual fact that is our ego. And our true self is the observer of that voice. It's our our spiritual essence behind all of that. And so when we are unaware of that, we're taken by the ego. We're running our life through through that voice. And the ego is fear-based. The ego is separation. The ego is everything that is connected to the physical world and not understanding who we actually are. You know, I say we are, you can perceive yourself as being a human being who's able to have a spiritual experience or a spiritual being who is having a human experience. And, you know, I believe we're the second. And when we connect in with that and we know that we're spirit at our essence, then it's it's a completely new way of viewing life and, and going about life. And so when I come back into using that and then coming back into the battle within, it's like we, we're never going to get rid of the ego. We need to learn how to tame the ego so that we can then connect back into our essence behind that. And yeah, there's there's a lot of tactics I take people through to do this. This is something that runs as like I said as an undercurrent through all of our programs because it's such a huge way to find yourself, right? Like if you if you're not aware that there's these two parts of yourself, it's so difficult to know who you actually are and go on the journey there without knowing there's this battle to take for. Right, right. And I think I guess my next question is how does someone know that they're dealing with the ego? versus their true authentic selves is there something that maybe they feel a different ways or something that they would look for yeah so I describe it as um, you know in the body you can feel the tension so when it's your ego uh, you would be in more of a a tense, uh, constricted kind of state um, the ego is also connected to things like force and 
pressure. And so if there's any kind of that energy going through your body or those kind of words going through your mind, it's a really good indication that it's your ego. And then when it's your true self, I find like you're quite at ease. You know, sometimes my true self, or quite often, my true self will tell me things that are huge to do or, or like awarenesses that are, you know, big, big things in my life. And even though they can be like that, there's still peace in my body. There's still this, like the way that they land still has me feeling at ease because I'm like, oh, there's just, there's a truth to that. And so then my body is reflective of that as well. So, you know, I say to people that <laughs> you you need to disconnect from the two. So I kind of laugh, like I get my clients to choose a name. You can either refer to it as your ego or even choose your like a, a name for someone who hasn't maybe been that pleasant in your life. You know, we get a lot of the high school bullies and that sort of thing come through and, and people use that as their ego's name as a way to start to realize that there's two parts of themselves. And so instead of it being my voice going off or that, you know, I'm thinking this, it's like, oh, there goes my ego or, mm-hmm. oh, there goes Nancy, right? Like Nancy's <laughs> having a, having a, <laughs> a real bitch today in my head. Um, and so, yeah, just allowing people that, that tactic gives them the space to to go okay this is separate to me and once it's separate to me I have my power back again you know when it's when it's all of me when I think it is who I am then there's no way to work with it because it it feels all-consuming I see and I think that with with what you just said there there needs to be a I think certain level of self-awareness right? To be able to, I guess, differentiate, right? Is this the ego or is this my true self, right? What am I feeling right now in the moment? Um, Are there any like special techniques that you'd recommend for the listeners here in order to kind of build that self-awareness? Yeah. So I really play in the vibrational game. You know, I often talk about the map of consciousness, which is something um, David Hawkins created, if anyone wants to look at that. And, you know, when we're at a certain vibration, we, it's very hard to be in tune. It's very hard to know these two parts of yourself. And so life, in my view, is about continuously cleaning out your vibration so that you can um, become more aware. It's the awakening. And it's how you can also be more connected. And so, you know, to move from one end of the of the map to another is to release fears. And so you do that through the work in the mind, but as well as like through moving the energy out of your body. And so I would say to someone that you need to start doing, you know, it's all the healthy things that we know to do, right? Like eating the healthy food is actually going to help you raise your vibration. Doing exercise and moving energy through your body is going to help you to do that. Uh, doing meditation in the, in the correct way is going to help you to, to be able to connect in as well as shifting that energy so that you can feel more so that you can sense more. And it's, it's kind of like you need to walk both of them hand in hand so that you can get a result. Mm. And is this like some, a little related to, I think I remember um, either I was listening to one of your episodes or I read this on your website of the like switching over or shifting that, that effort and force into manifestation and flow so would that be kind of like in that similar category yeah absolutely you know when we are in the world and doing 
you know, goals and effort and I'm going to make this happen. We're actually in the ego. And, you know, you can get a result with the ego. Like people have been very successful in that, but at what cost, Mm -hmm. right? Like if if we, if success was all that mattered, then people wouldn't be successful in still committing suicide, right? It's, it's, there's so much more to it than, than what's actually going on. Like if we, want to rise to the top we've got to make sure that it's sustainable as well and that it's it's actually in connection to our authentic self so that we're happy when we get there at the same time and so when you are creating your life through manifestation I see it as so much more than the things that arrive it's the co-creating with life itself and that's coming into alignment and flow with life so that you're able to you know be guided into what to do next and how to how to make your next move as well as finding the thing that's right for you you know like I want to create in alignment with the things that are you know energize me and that make me actually like proud to be a part of it that actually have like I'm actually connected to so that whatever I'm creating I'm always in that flow with it and so to be manifesting your life from that way means that you're making the right moves as well as moves that are supported by that co-creation energy as well as moves that are going to fulfill you along the way. Mm -hmm. And I think that that just reminded me of um, my question actually that I was going to ask you next was that, you know, I think that society often places such a huge emphasis on ego-driven success, like being better than others or competing or maybe filling a void or maybe, um, going after that external validation. And, you know, a big thing here on my podcast that I, one of my pillars is talking about, you know, goal setting or achieving goals, creating healthier habits and all that. And so I, my, my question to you is going to be, how do we balance between pursuing our goals and staying true to our authentic values? Yeah, this is actually one of the lessons I say in another one of the podcasts is about understanding if we bring it back to that we are spirit coming here to have a human experience, we understand that the spiritual element is flow and then form is when we do the thing in life. You know, we've actually come here and created form. So form is important. You know, we we can't always be in flow. When you get the image of someone who's so in their essence and never doing anything it's like well that's not what we're here for either like we actually need to create form so we can have the experience of of being human and so I say we need to know the balance of two of each of those like when to do each one and the way to know that is whether you are running them through fear or through faith so if you run force oh sorry form through fear it's going to be that really ego, you know, I'm going to make this happen and it's going to, it's going to eventually make you miserable. Mm -hmm. Um, If you run flow through fear where you're, you know, I get the image of someone who's just going to be single forever and they're saying it's, it's flow, but it's actually just terrified of being, being in a partnership with someone. And therefore it's, it's actually still going to cause them pain. It's still not what they were meant to do. Um, However, if you are coming from faith, both form and flow, can be good for you so if you are not just good for you like it's it'll take you where you where you need to go and so when we again are coming from our true self then we are in faith 
when we're when we're connected to that part of ourselves and we're in that energy and so then we know okay I meant to be here I meant to you know run this podcast I meant to do that for a certain amount of time but because you're also in faith then if direction was to take you another way you'd be happy to go okay I can feel this is where I'm meant to be going I'll go back into flow again and just see where I'm meant to go and then I'll form in the next area again whatever it is I'm supposed to do the next time and yeah just just finding that sensitivity to be able to navigate those helps people so much to know when okay now it's time to really hustle now it's time to get in and do the work and do the do the goal but also not be um attached so that's interesting and you know seeing that perspective and I'm wondering how does someone how do you help someone or what are the strategies you use with your clients when they are stuck in that fear and they can't get out are there any helpful tools or strategies for that? Maybe they're wanting to switch careers or maybe they're wanting to get back into dating and they want to, they want a relationship, but they're just so scared. They're, they're living out of fear. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not going to say there's like one, one way to get people out. There's, there's a whole bunch of different ways. It's dependent on like where someone's at, at that moment. Um, I find that when it's in your head, like I said, you become you think it's you. you the the fear and the ego we perceive as being ourselves and so when that's only going on in someone's head it's so loud and it's so hard to actually disconnect from being you and so when there is a space held you know this is what a coach does for people but this is what friends and, and tribe were meant to do for people right is to actually hold the space so that they can speak it out loud and then once it's outside of themselves they can they can see what's going on and perhaps relate to it differently and so my first suggestion is to find someone who can really be a good ear and not be in agreement with you right like when someone's there going like oh yeah that would be really scary and you know this human default thing we do that's actually incredibly low vibration when we just agree with people all the time is is trapping them and what we want to actually do is like think about it from a different perspective and not be in that agreement so that they can actually see oh wow this is just this is fear I don't actually need to to sit in this and so yeah a great conversation if you don't have that you know to actually journal but journal in a way that creates the same thing can be really good so you know if you're just journaling that I'm ex- I'm feeling this, you're actually just replicating what's going on within your mind, like when you're just spilling out the same thing. But if it's like I'm observing myself doing this I mm-hmm. or, you know, I'm seeing the character of Bethany playing this right now and write it out in a way that you're actually putting yourself into that other position so that you can see the behaviour and, and bring it outside of yourself to analyse it. From there, it's like run it to the worst degree right? Like run the, run the fear and go, okay. And what if, and then if that happened, then what? And then what if that happened and just keep going down into the worst possible thing that could happen and then go, and then what would you do? And realize like, you know, you'd build yourself back up again is, is, is going to be the pattern. So for example, right now with me, um, you know, expanding my business, there's an opportunity, there's a, there's a chance when you're expanding it the way that we're doing it right now, that it's not going to work. And so I would go, okay, well, what's the worst thing if my business doesn't take off properly? Okay, well, I might have to leave my house. And, and okay, well, where would I go? All right, I would 
I'd go back and live with my parents for a little while, right? And go, okay. And then, and then what? And I'm like, then I'd have some space and I'd build my business and then I would end up moving back out again. And then, you know, or even you know, before I'm going to the up, it's like, all right, it might not be great emotionally to live with my parents, um, but I would spend time with them and I would, you know, have some, have some space to just really ground in another, like they live on property. So like seeing the other benefits that are there of, being in that space so that you can realize hey something's actually not that bad and so you know it's the same thing if if you were to you know take a take a risk in a job and not like it and then need to pause and wait for another job to come through or something like you can just okay well what's all the worst cases here and then generally as well when you're going through the worst cases you'll also find the plan that you need to put into place you know so it might be okay well I think if I did this job and it didn't work out, maybe I'd need three months to find another one. So I need to create a three-month emergency fund so that if anything like this ever happens, I've got a backup. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, just having the courage to to go into the fear, go into the scenario, go right down to the bottom and, and let it all become clear so that you can see it's probably not going to be that bad. Right. And, Chances are it's probably not going to happen anyway. Right. You know? And I think we suffer twice, right? <laughs> or we're like, we're like suffering. If I, I think I remember reading this where it's like, you're thinking all the worst case scenarios and it's most likely not going to happen. And if it does, like, let's say you end up having to move in with your parents or all these things, then you're just kind of reliving it twice is what I remember reading. It. It's like, so just, yeah. Yeah. And I also work from it in this other way that because I believe that we are spiritual energy and we are creating our life, then it's understanding like we're manifesting through our vibration and through our thoughts. And so when we hold the fear, generally that's only the reason why it gets created, right? Like when when we continue to think into it and, and, you know, hold the imagery in our mind and bring our energy into it, that's actually the thing that brings it into life. And so rather than sitting with it, it's like, let's just go right through the eye of it, shift this energy, move the thoughts, allow it to allow it to exist in a way so that we can actually let it go so that we don't create it, mm-hmm. right? Like so that we don't actually then be the person that, that brings it in. Mm-hmm. And there's something, there's like a phrase that I've just been living by this like last two years is where your focus goes, your energy flows. And I truly truly believe that so if you're focusing on the fear focusing on all the things that could go wrong and I'm just like okay well that's where your energy is going to flow and you're going to be depleted almost right yeah well this is in one of our um in my ignite program it's a manifestation program and you know there's there's four different steps and the first two are like know what you do want to know what you don't want and it's so funny humans always know what they don't want really clearly right like they they and even when you say okay so what do you do want they'll go this this maybe if you're lucky they might say two and then they'll go into and then not this not this not this Mm -hmm. and I use that exact thing it's like so when you're putting your focus there your creation energy is going there and even though you're saying I don't want this because it's you are creation you still draw in that experience and so, yeah, we, we need to focus our energy on 
what we do want, still be aware of what we don't. It's important to know it and be consciously aware that, hey, I'm, I'm done with these things. That's not what I bring into my experience anymore. But also to then merge the energy and spend, well, hopefully all of your time in being like being in, calling in, thinking about all the things that you do want so that you can then create that as well. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about what you said earlier about manifestation and flow as well. And when we were talking about goal setting, I think a huge thing that I'm learning as well, and I don't know if this is something that you can resonate with, but it's like, we have control. Yes, we have control over certain things and we set goals and we want to do these things, but then life happens too, right? And I think that sometimes we resist that and we want to, we want life to align with us and what we want. And instead it's kind of like, you kind of have to go, you have to align yourself with life. Also at the same time, Focus on the things you can control that are under your control, essentially. Is that something yeah. that you resonate with? Yeah. The first piece I'll say is that I believe our experience is coming from ourselves. And mm -hmm. so, you know, the things that we want, they're clear to see that, oh, yeah, I created that. I chose that career. I, I brought those things in. The harder one to see is that the things that we don't want, generally we've manifested them as well. And that's to understand that your subconscious mind is actually the one that's in control. And so, you know, if it's, let's say someone keeps drawing in a, a terrible boyfriend, like the, the kind of boyfriend that treats them terribly. And there's like the theme of, of yes. that is continuous. And they're mm -hmm. like, I'm not doing that. You know, I just keep finding these people and it's going, and I actually really want this kind of person. And unfortunately, for whatever reason, the subconscious mind, is attracted to the other kind of person. And until someone takes responsibility for, I'm drawing this in, I'm creating this experience, they won't find it in their subconscious mind. And so the responsibility piece is massive for creating the life that you want and just going, okay, well, if this is in my reality, somewhere in it, I want it. You know, if someone is experiencing being broke, it's like, well, somewhere in your reality, you like in your subconscious mind, you want this somewhere this feels comfortable this feels known you feel like you need to punish yourself in this way like there's there's a whole like list of reasons why someone would would go into that and once we can go okay if it's here it's coming from me then we can actually have that doorway to go in and go okay well where's this experience being that I would want this mm -hmm. so I really see that for us to be our most powerful version of us is to be, it's like the way to get more powerful is to become more responsible until you, you're like, you're just responsible for every part of your life. Now, the things we can't control, you know, we can't control the weather. We can't control the energy. We can't control the, like the collective energy is what I mean by that. There's going to be things that come up that, you know, we have, have COVID coming up that is a collective energy and fear in the way that people are responding to it and then our life is at the effect of of what the majority are how they're perceiving the whole thing and so there's going to be things that you can't like you said you can't control um and yes absolutely knowing the difference but majority in your reality is actually coming from from the human and self. Oh, interesting. I never thought about it that way and how the subconscious mind plays a role in that. Well, it's like uh, I was giving a scenario just the other day about how 
I've got a weight, a, a program where we help women release weight. And one woman that I was working with, she grew up in like an Italian family who, you know, everything's around food and connection through food is such a big thing for them. And what she witnessed is that everyone around her was overweight and therefore everyone also was like getting along and friends and, and food was all involved in that. And so what happens is in her subconscious mind, she takes on the belief that to to be accepted by the tribe, to be accepted by a family is to look like them because everyone here looks the same and they're getting along really well. And to be loving is to give food and to receive love from people is to eat and to eat in, in copious amounts of, of food. And so as she was working through the program, the subconscious mind activates and goes, oh my gosh, you're going to be, you know, as she's releasing weight, as she's not eating as much because she's coming back into a normal portion size, her subconscious mind goes, you're going to be rejected by your tribe. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, I just, I didn't have the energy to cook. So I ate this instead, or oh, I didn't have the time to exercise. And so I, um, you know, I, I did my best. And they're all actually stories because the subconscious mind's actually kicked in. And the whole problem is she doesn't understand what the fear is. And so the, the subconscious mind holds the fear of the rejection. As soon as she starts to do the things that are, that are going to, in its, its perception, get right. her rejected, right. it activates. She gets taken off the conscious course that she's chosen, which is to release weight and get her body in a certain way. Um, and until she takes responsibility for whatever, like, you know, this activation here, this not doing the food and not doing the exercise until she takes responsibility, she can't see that it's her subconscious mind. As soon as she does, we were able to, this woman, as soon as she did, we were able to go in and go, okay, well, where's this coming from? And it was this full, like, my family aren't going to love me anymore. And was as soon as she could get to that and bring that outside of herself, you know what I'm saying? Even in a conversation where someone can help you bring it out of your mind and you can say, and she was like, that's such a crazy thought. Of course they're going to love me. Like, of course, you know, maybe they'll be a bit, un it'll be a bit unusual while I'm, you know, shifting and changing. Um, but they still, they still love me at my core. My body's not what this is about. So the subconscious mind is, you know, it's not quite, it's not rational. It picks up on really little things and then develops our life through it. And so it takes a lot to get to there, right? Like it's unconscious to us. So to actually get down into something like that, you've got to use your reality to go, okay, well, like if this, like, if this is coming from me, like what could it be mm -hmm. so that you can get into there? Otherwise it's just so difficult to pull it apart. You know, I know I did work with an energy coach for a year, like like really intense work for a year. And still at the end of the year, we were still clearing things from the first day I was born that my subconscious mind had taken on board. Like beliefs I'd, I'd shifted, I'd changed. Like beliefs that I grabbed that day that had then changed the rest of my life that I was still playing out today due to like thoughts and energy that was in the room and something that was spoken all within those first 24 hours still affecting me. So it's, it's hard for a person to get there, right? Like to grab onto those things, which is why coaching and programs and that sort of thing is supportive, but it's also why 
getting into connection with your spiritual side is what's necessary to to get you in to clear those things like the things that I clear these days happen through through dreams or through spirit giving me awarenesses and things that my conscious mind would never ever get me to alone I love that so would you say this is like core teaching in your program or programs how many programs do you have uh, we have four at the moment, four public ones. There's some ones going on behind the scenes because we always do pilots before we bring them forward. Uh, but yeah, four different ones and always having this undercurrent of bringing people back into their true self, understanding their ego, because that's kind of like the first layer and then working on the vibrational game. So working on how to actually clear their vibration so that they can come up to a higher level and in the higher level, you have more awarenesses, you have more connection to your spirit and more guidance coming through naturally because of the state your your energy is then in. Love that. Love that. And how can the listeners work or reach you or work with you? Yeah, so the website is revealyoursplendor.com and Splendor's just O-R. And as well on Instagram, the handle is revealyoursplendor. So we have... Um, yeah, a whole suite of programs on there. There's one around habits, one around releasing weight, manifestation one, and there's a really big nine-month one that's really redesigning your life from a conscious perspective. So lots and lots and offer. Thank you so much, Bethany. Thank you. I really appreciate coming on. Thank you for that.